when I was 24, I wanted to interview 100 entrepreneurs before I turned 25. Wow. And, uh, and I got to about 50 or so. Um, and they were some of the most awesome conversations that I've ever had. And it came out of wanting to restructure my business because of the fact that I was nicely booked in terms of one-on-one -on -one sessions. Um, but the thing is about selling dollars for hours at a certain point, um, you want your time back. Yeah. And so that's actually how I got started in making my first online course, which the first draft is pretty, pretty much done. I might make a couple tweaks, but I'd love to hear a little bit about, about your process making your online course. Oh gosh, mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> my process was I've been in a forum. I've been in a few forums actually. And because of what I do day to day, like running AdWords right. campaigns and because I just like telling people oh this is how some, I've worked something out I want to tell everybody like, I've worked something out right. rather than keep it to myself I just can't help it I'm like I've worked something out Let me. <laughs> so I write loads of blog posts sorry not blog posts posts in forums like <laughs> I, I write right. stuff on a blog and nobody finds it so it's a bit depressing so then you write something in a forum and it helps people and they go oh that's really helped me that's great and then you get a bit of feedback and people are confused and then you have to you know, explain it a different way and a few more times and a few more times and eventually you've worked out how to explain it. And that's yeah. what I like, like about that feedback. So that means, like, so I've dropped maybe 36 posts into the Fastlane forum talking about AdWords. Each one is like a specific AdWords post and I've got an index post where I link to each one. So every time I create a new one, I just add to it. And in the course of creating those, I've worked out what people are getting stuck at and what they want because like, I just drop a posting I just kind of watch it to see right. if it gets any traction if anybody like did the headline like, I don't write clickbaity headlines I, I kind of try and mention AdWords in it I don't try and you know trick people into clicking on it so I'm, I'm sort of testing it's not consciously but I'm looking at it going oh that one just sank without a trace and that one's doing really well <laughs> I didn't expect that one to do well right and something I did like a while back like a B&B owner she was a, a coach for B&B owners and I got chatting to her and she said, look, we'll do like a little webinar thing. Me and you will talk about it and you can explain to B&B owners how AdWords could help them. I was like, oh, okay, great. So I did that and I offered a, like a free report, like a free, you know, how to set up your campaigns to those people. And so right. I had to create that beforehand. And it was like the screenshots of like, do this, then this, then this, then it literally follow these step-by-step -step instructions. And they liked it, but like B&B owners weren't a great market for me, really, because, you know, they're not great on the computer and they're too busy doing whatever they have to do. But mm. when I had that document, it was just sat on my drive for a while, gathering dust. And I called it the AdWords jumpstart. It's like from zero knowledge, you can get up and running, get an ad running and you won't lose your shirt. You know, it will be done right. in such a way that you'll only get really targeted visitors to your website and you won't just have a load of spend on junk. And so I had this ebook i was like well i'm not doing anything with it let me drop it into that forum i mean so i took all the screenshots of it and i dropped it in and i put it into an area that's not indexed by google um so you, you have to be like a forum member for a little while to get access to it you know i don't have to be a paid member so i dropped it in there and once people started finding it there was just like loads of great feedback of people saying oh this is brilliant this is exactly what i wanted oh my goodness i tried it and yes it really works and oh wow this is exactly what i need for this stage i'm a bit just a load of feedback like that and it was for the the kind of like you know step-by-step -step screenshots do this then this then this then this right and so i noticed oh okay that went down really well and then a few other posts like the story about like how i helped an electrician that story went down really well as well and a few others. And so they kind of stood out as being the ones that people really liked. So that right. gave me the clue, right, if I'm going to do a course, I should do a video version of the AdWords Jumpstart. So here's the document. Um, there's some parts that aren't in the document because like, I just want you to get up and running with an ad. There's all these other ad extensions you can do to create your ad bigger, but I'm not going to, I didn't, I ran out of steam. I didn't put those into the document, but so I created a course and I stepped through the document. In fact, I had to update it. It was 2014 that originally. So I updated mm. it for 2017, added it into the course as a PDF, and then I stepped through it myself, stepped through the document, and, and did everything exactly the same, created the ad for a and b in the Champagne region in France. And that was my course. And I created two-minute videos, well, 
two to four minute videos and I got into a little rhythm in the course of a week of going through it creating a video uh, recording me doing it and talking then it would take me half an hour to edit it and then I'd upload right. it to, to Thinkific and then I'd do the next and the next until I was done for for the night and then I'd, then I'd hit it again the next night until I got all the videos done that I wanted and then like so I kind of knew beforehand that this would be what people would want and it would help them because I'd created a PDF version and dropped it into a forum and I had good feedback so then I, I just dropped the same you know I just created an ad in the marketplace in the forum and said oh look I've got a course it's the AdWords Jumpstart the course this time um, and had a you know had people signing up to buy it so they were people in the forum who already knew me and trusted me they knew liked and trusted me already from all the right. value, value I'd added and also you know I didn't realize but um, say a newbie might find the forum and then find my stuff and then start reading my AdWords post and one person said look I've read them all it took me six <laughs> days of three to four hours a day so he was like so he reckoned it took him between 18 and 24 hours to read all the threads I'd created including, wow. all, including everyone else's feedback and comments because you know, they grow over time and I was like whoa so there's two kinds right. of people there's some people they've got the time to go through it all and then there's others I don't, I don't have the time I just want to pay the money and get it done and if it's a one-hour course rather than 10-hour course I'd rather have the one-hour course and just get up and running so that's what I geared the the, the course for I said I geared it targeted busy business owners who just want to get up and running as soon as they can and they don't want to learn everything about AdWords they just want an ad running and then the, the learning will start there versus spend 18 24 hours or get a degree in whatever and a certification and then start they didn't want to they want to start first so i targeted those people and for the people who don't have the money for that well if you've got 18 hours you can go through all these right. stuff over here so that was my process for creating this course and it's basically what is i, I just throw out a lot of content um kind of document what i do day to day almost my observations and learning something and just drop it in and then people reply in a forum well, right. confused, confused by this, confused by that. And eventually I kind of like get my message right. And I might even drop in another post later on like with a tidier version and see how that does compared to the original messier version. So over time it gets neater and tighter and, and shorter and maybe screenshots or whatever. And then I find what resonates with people and what's really helped them. Um, and that's what I'll probably do if I'm going to do another course. You know, it will be like, so I've got gosh, maybe five or well, a handful of people who are actually engaged in the course and follow it through. And I'm, I'm communicating with each of them to find out where they're getting stuck. And I've done an audit of somebody's account for free in exchange that I can use the audit, the video of the audit and post it, you know, in other places. As long as I blur out all the confidential bits and I'm helping those that handful of people through and I'm noticing where they're getting stuck already right. so i'm updating the course with extra bits you know like oh by the way even though i've got us on page 14 and also in this particular video it says to check this and people are not doing it they're just missing it and it means everything afterwards falls apart you know mm. so there's i'm going you must do this but if you haven't then you're gonna have to right. do that you know so i'm noticing that a few people straying off a couple of people have gone down that path and it's like oh okay I need to stop them doing that. So th th it's kind of like it's an organic thing. It grows and I'm learning. And as I learn, the course gets more intelligent, I hope. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's wonderful that you built in the understanding the demand as part of your strategy, because as opposed to just making something and hoping and praying that it will connect, it seems like it was a really back and forth trial and error kind of process. And, um, kind of vote with your uh, with your action and see what you actually get responses to as you're creating it. As opposed yeah. to the romantic idea of a, here's my launch, and then hope and pray at that point. Yeah, yeah. I don't even call it a launch. I call it a release. I've released it into the forum. I've right. released it gently. I've released it in gently, and now I'm going to observe it and see, like, does anybody pick up on it? I'm not going to, like, try and boost it or, you know, keep posting and get the, the, the thing to the top of the, you know, the forum board or whatever right. um 
And yeah, the way you've said it, it sounds like I was really smart, but <laughs> it's it kind of yeah, like you can take credit for anything you want looking back. Yeah. Anything that works, you definitely yeah, take credit look, for. Yeah, in hindsight, yes, this is exactly, it was planned. I did in this hindsight, I'm a genius, right? Of yeah. course. No, what I, basically the demand, people right. wanted that. Right. right. The, the, they liked that particular thread where I heard all the screenshots, the paint by num paint by numbers, you know, process of getting your ad running, and it was short enough and sweet enough. And I had quite a few PMs of people saying, "Yeah, I followed it, and I'm up and running, and it's making a big difference, brilliant." And other people who said, "I've been running AdWords for a while, and now I followed it, and now I see why I was losing money." So you know, mm. somebody even like basically I've had loads of shut up and I take my money moments where people have said you should do a course you should write a book you should do this I'll pay pay for it and I'm like no no I don't want to do that and I'm not going down that path um but so but how wonderful when they're telling you what they want yes because I think that um for the trial and error period like I've talked to people who put in however many hundreds of bucks before they started getting traction and I'm kind of curious how how much is to be expected that you'll bite a certain cost um, going in while you're figuring it out, or how soon how soon should you start to see it working? Or just I'm kind of curious about that timeline, like because everything takes some trial and error, of course. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you you need to. I think I hate the words like need to and should and blah. You know, it's decorative, <laughs> whatever. <it is. laughs> I to if I was to repeat what I just done yeah i would go find an active forum of people who would act they're not necessarily talking about what what i can offer to them you know they're not talking it's not an adwords forum where they're all talking adwords it's like right. it's an entrepreneurial forum that i mean they're, they're business owners and some of them are going to be interested in adwords and some of them aren't but they're not all trying to become adwords specialists they're like people who right. are business owners go in there and right, so if I was to do this from scratch and I didn't have any kudos in the Fastlane forum, I would find a big forum like that. I'd join it. I would sit quietly. I'd wait for people to ask stuff, and then I would pop in to the thread and I'd answer. You know, right? You could try this. You could try that. And like, if I if I want to become known as the AdWords guy, that you right. just help help people with AdWords, then they will know that. Oh, Andy knows AdWords. You just talk about AdWords, not all the time, but you. you <laughs> You demonstrate just one per sentence one time per sentence yeah exactly you show don't tell you don't say oh i'm an ad hi i'm an adwords guy you you, you just right. like somebody says something you go oh well you know what you should change that setting and did it and instantly people are going to go oh that guy knows so you show don't tell so if you want to become right. known as the xyz guy or the xyz girl you go and help people with xyz so you go and find people who need that help go and help them then you start finding out well that didn't really help them. They got a bit confused by that. So how do I rephrase it? How do I do such and such? And then you sort of find what I was finding um, people in the forum. Some there's lots of different people. Like some of them are not going to be my market at all. Like they're right. not going to spend any money on it because they're just starting out. They haven't got the money to spend on it, or maybe they have got a bit of money, but they haven't got the mindset yet to hire somebody to do it. They want to learn right. to do it themselves, etc. And that's fine. Um, but you won't know until you start engaging with them. And what I found, right, it was just pure manners. When I was in the forum, if somebody followed me, you get a little notification, they followed you. If somebody passed you some rep, it's like forum currency because they liked a post that you wrote, they could actually physically pass you right, up to $100 of forum rep. If, if anyone followed me or passed me rep, I would send a PM to them and say, thank you for the rep or thank you for following. And then the next line would be, how are things going, Andy? That was it. And I've done that maybe 1400 times now in the last three years wow yeah i look at the number of conversations about there's about 1400 and i've had four i've posted maybe four and a half thousand times and i had 1400 conversations so about a fifth of my like engagement in the forum is actually in pms and some of those like people are like oh wow thanks for and you know and not every a lot of people most people are going to respond by going oh thanks for, i didn't expect you to to send me any da -da -da. and Sometimes it, when, I, when I've asked how are things going, they go, oh, it's going great. How are things going for you? And then it fizzles out. Sometimes they, well, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? Or, or they say, I've, re I've read your AdWords post and I really liked them, especially this one. And, I, and I'll say, oh, okay, that's interesting. What was your takeaway from that? What are you going to do differently? 
and then they'll get some right. more feedback. And I'm not like trying to convert them into a customer or anything. I'm just curious as to why they liked whatever they liked. And right. just like I say, it's pure manners the way I've been brought up with <laughs> my parents and my grandparents is like just to say thanks. And you know that phrase, give thanks. You know, like I didn't realize, but you know, the, the other phrase you have to give to receive. Honestly, if you just give thanks to people, um, you get a lot back. It's amazing. So that's that's helped me engage with people at another level other than just within the threads in the forum that are public. Like so people will say stuff, what they're confused about and what their takeaway was. Maybe some, some people like they've been in the forum for two years and zero posts. <laughs> right. And they'll, they'll follow me or like uh, give me a rep and I'll like reply, like send them a PM and they're like, oh, Andy, I've been reading your stuff for years. I love it. And I'm like, whoa, this person is just so much energy and enthusiasm. Why are they so shy that they won't even post in the forum? Right. You know? That's that's really interesting. I'm, I'm also curious, um, do you find that Google AdWords works for larger items or more expensive items? Let's say you had a $1,000 course. Is that possible or you can just start to warm people up this way or um right the, the mostly the kind of glad was i do is to generate a phone call for a local service right. business or right. people looking for car insurance home insurance travel insurance so that kind of stuff it's more the right. lead generation and the stuff that obviously works better where the end client goes oh my goodness the phone keeps ringing it's like the lower ticket stuff like washing right. machine repairs cooker repairs ovens you know like but teeth whitening so like uh, or emergency things, you know, boilers right. broken down. It's an emergency. If it's like a course for a thousand dollars, and it's not an emergency, then Correct. I and they don't know you, I would guess you're going to want to try and build up to them knowing you. So you offer right. something. This is this is what I'm going to try. And and okay, I'm good at AdWords and online marketing, but I haven't tried it in this kind of scenario. And right. I'm going to try to do it for myself. So what I'm going to do is create a, uh, a page, like a squeeze page, where I'm going to try and capture somebody's email address in exchange for a valuable report. And I've got like a right. stack of stack of content I've written. So I've just picked one of them that I've used in the past and it worked really well. And I'm going to try and send Facebook traffic to it. And I'll target people who like AdWords, like Perry Marshall and all this, or, you know, anything that indicates they already know about AdWords. And then right. I'll target possibly, I'm not even sure I'll start on, on AdWords, target people who are searching for stuff about adwords right so i've got enough articles i potentially could send them straight to an article that answers the question um and then maybe ha you know it depends how i'm going to do it because with google they don't like information harvesting you know where you're trying to capture people's email addresses where there's no obvious reason why you're doing yeah. it you know especially right. especially in some verticals like the make money online and dating and weight loss and stuff like that if you're doing it for because you're selling hydraulic parts they're probably going to let you away with it because they don't right. figure, you know you're being doing anything dodgy um so that's like my gut is telling me get them onto my email list first send them a valuable report that's free or right. potentially cheap you know you know so where i'm screening but i think just get them on an email list something that's free then offer them something maybe on the thank you page after they've signed up. It's like, thanks, you know, that free report has been sent to you. By the way, got a thingamajiggy, that's $10 or whatever the hell. Would you, you know, it's going to help you to create your campaigns or whatever. I haven't worked, I haven't quite worked it out, but maybe you put something on that page there. And so you're separating the people who, who want to give you money there and then. Yeah. Right. They have like, yeah, they have it's sort of interesting to me as a person who's really um, fascinated by negotiation, which a lot of the time it's like, if you know how to make friends, then you know how to do a lot in business. And it's funny how, you know, I, I noticed you were talking a lot about the human element that you're not really um, paying for. It's not a click. It's a person or a human, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I'm curious, you know, I guess what is the skepticism about paid traffic? I, especially for people who don't know a ton about Google AdWords at all. And I mean, it's, it, it kind of reminds me of the difference between um, online dating or meeting people in person. <laughs> yeah. What would you say to people who are a little bit um, skeptical or suspicious or it's te tech or Google or ads or paid ads is kind of their blind spot. Well, okay. There's some, some people don't want to pay because they don't want to pay right. for that click. 
They don't right. want, I don't want to appear on Google and pay for that. I want to get ranked and get the free clicks. But they're right. not realizing that they're going to spend a lot of time right. to get an article written that's going to rank for those keywords and then do whatever you have to do. I don't know anything about SEO. Do whatever you have to do to get ranked. Right. And then you're ranking for a keyword that maybe nobody's really searching for or maybe doesn't even convert into a sale anyway. And they're going to spend a lot of time doing that, but they don't consider that a cost. So there's right. people who don't consider their time as being worth anything. So they're going to just spend all the time writing a blog article or creating a blog versus creating a page that offers a free report. Because what you're trying to do when you're doing all that content creation online is you're trying to get a lead anyway. Like it's, it's all right. lead, Everything online is lead generation in one way <laughs> or another. Right. Um, and the alternative is like you just create a page and say, uh, give us your email for in exchange for this great report that you're looking for. It's going to really help you. And then you just run ads and send people to it. And boom, you're up and running. You, know, you can have an ad up and running within 10 minutes. So, okay, you're going to pay for the click, but you haven't spent a load of time on it. And then the thing can fail safe. If nobody's actually searching and nobody clicks, then you haven't incurred no spend at all. So you, And then you can just give it a bullet and go, nope, that ain't going to work. Let's try the next thing. And the next right. and the next. Okay, that's where this rich vein of traffic is. Everybody's searching for that. I didn't know. Right. But you wouldn't know this until you run the campaigns in in AdWords, you could use something called a keyword planner and get an, an idea, but you're not going to know the actual, what's actually happening until you run the campaign. So you might sit down and go, right, I'm going to blog about a hundred different things and see which one gets the volume. And I'll go, right, right I'm just going to bid on a hundred different words and see which gets the volume and like, which is going to right. be quicker. <laughs> My method is going to be quicker. So there's that, but I think some people don't want to use AdWords because they don't want to pay Google for the click. And they're not right. valuing their time. Then the other one is, and I think it's, I think people's gut is kind of right about this. And it's the way I, right. It's why I have never used AdWords to get a new customer for myself of somebody looking mm. for an AdWords consultant Dublin or an AdWords agency Dublin or something like that. It's because I find, and most people will find that word of mouth just works better. Me meeting somebody in person, me talking to somebody or one right. of my satisfied clients telling somebody else, Oh, you should meet Andy. Uh, you should contact Andy. He'll be able to help you. That's going to work way better than getting somebody who doesn't know me to a page and then me try and convince them with my writing or even with a video that right. I'm the person they need to speak to. Of course, everybody knows that's going to work better. Like every business owner knows, you know, get them on the phone or just go meet them, talk to them. It's going to, you're going to be able to convert them better because you're going to be able to read their body language and hear their objections and go with the flow. And you're not trying to sell. You're just trying to find out what their problem is. When they land on my page, I'm a search for an AdWords agency, Dublin. I have no idea what their problem is and what kind of business they are, but if I can speak to them, I'll know. So like, I love paid search because I, f I think it's the purest form of cold traffic. It's like the search intent behind the visitor. They were looking for something. You know, you don't mm -hmm. look for a family lawyer in Edinburgh for fun. You know, right. the fact that they're on your page, they have a problem. Okay. Right. They're, they're, um, so that it's brilliant that way. And it's also brilliant that you find out what people are looking for. So you can kind of build it to, for them. But it, remember, it's still cold traffic. And yes, I hate calling it traffic, but I'll, I'll just those those right. visitors do not know you, and people who already know you, people who already know, like and trust you, they're the ones who are going to buy you. And what you have to do, I think, is get those cold visitors to your website to know, like and trust you before they're going to buy from you. Yeah, right. and right. So an analogy that I like to use is uh, right. So say you want to make an apple pie. And there's a tree out the back and it's your apple tree. You could go out and grab the low hanging fruit. Everyone knows the phrase, the low hanging fruit. We don't have right. to get the ladder out. Or with paid search, you just go out and put the basket under the tree. And the apples that are already falling out of the tree fall into your basket. That's what paid search is. Those people are already in motion. They've done a search for family lawyer, Edinburgh. They've done that search because they have their phone in their hand because they want to speak to somebody. They're not doing it for fun. They're already falling out the tree. That's different like for me social media is a bit more like you're generating a demand so right so it's, it's so for instance i might come home on the train and open the newspaper and see oh log cabins could be a great office in the garden well i never thought of log cabins as being an office then i get in and have to feed the kids and, da -da -da, and where's the newspaper gone i sit down at google and go 
hmm, log cabins. I'm going to do some research about log cabins. So that newspaper article or something I saw on social media implanted a, a little seed in my brain of yeah. log cabins could be a great office, you know, in your back garden. And I'm like, so now I go to Google and I type in log cabins. So what they've done is they've generated a demand. Okay. And then on Google, are they there to fulfill that demand? So they've gone to the tree and they've shook the tree and me as an apple, I've just felt fallen out of it. And now I've gone to Google and done the search. Are they there with a basket to capture me for when I type in log cabins for home offices? Right. right. And so, then you're beginning a process with them, yeah. taking them on a journey. Right. Yeah. So for me, like the paid search is putting the basket under the tree so that the apples that fall out of the tree fall into your basket. Social media is kind of, it's not, it's not it's not as cut and dried as this, obviously. It's kind of going to the tree and shaking it to get people interested in what you've what you you're selling so that more apples fall out of the tree. And I always wonder, well, if you're if you haven't put your basket under the tree and you go and shake it, then you're just driving more visitors to your competitors' websites because they're gonna fall into their baskets. You know? Hmm. Those other guys selling log cabins, you've put the newspaper article out, everyone goes, Oh, this is great. And then all of a sudden all those other businesses get loads of people from Google going through to them. So I, that's I, a great I, analogy that's a really good one yeah i use that one and then i say but if you really want to make that apple tart the best way the best apples to use are not the ones falling out of the tree or the ones in the trees the ones you've already got in your basket hmm. okay who do you who's who are your current customers you know can you get repeat business from them who are your current customers can you get them to refer you on the apples that are already in your basket under your nose like everybody's so interested in getting more customers right who don't know as them. opposed to cultivating the ones that you have cultivating or the ones, ones that are yeah. already warm yeah so like the most important formula in business is r plus r equals profit repeat business plus referrals equals profit and you mentioned it before like repeat business and referrals comes from having a relationship you build relationships otherwise they don't come back and you won't get a repeat business and you build and relationships clients are better they are easier to work with and easier to uh to convince because they already have the context to understand somebody said this person's good so they're more likely to be compliant with your terms than somebody who comes in with that suspicion of who are you can i trust you what are you about yeah exactly and they've had somebody they know like and trust tell them to to speak to you and also probably got like, like the ideal for me is like Oh, um, such and such uh, a plumber says he's you've you've got his phone off the hook. Can I have that as well? I mean, that's like right. You know, it doesn't right. get better than that, does it? And how do you find that um, AdWords compared to Facebook ads? Um, I don't run Facebook ads at the moment. The part of the, okay. the reason for that was I wasn't even using Facebook, whereas I've been using it quite a lot in the last year. We're getting into Facebook groups and really actually liking it as well. Finding yeah. Um, I think, my goodness, Facebook is going to be so interesting once I really get into it because of all the targeting options you've got. Yeah. Like, like for me, say I was targeting plumbers and I want to get more plumber clients. Say I want to get a plumbing client in Edinburgh. Like for me to use AdWords, I've got to run an ad and my keywords would be AdWords for plumbers and target people in Edinburgh. There's, what's the chances of a plumber typing in that? Exactly, pretty, right. Pretty low. But obviously I could cold call or get somebody to cold call the plumbing businesses in Edinburgh or could find all the people who've put their job title as plumber or work for a plumbing or maybe like Plumbers Weekly or whatever the hell, you know, who are living in Edinburgh and target them on Facebook. I mean, that's – and I could get an ad in front of them saying want more leads or want more work or whatever. Uh, so I think it's it's amazing. It's fascinating, especially when you join the two together and you you know you can do retargeting on Facebook of people who visited via a search, et cetera. So I think, uh, honestly, Facebook's amazing. <laughs> and some businesses, it some businesses are going to be going to do much better via Facebook than AdWords and some much better via AdWords than Facebook and some going to do good on both. Like the average, like if you're a locksmith, Sorry, if you've locked yourself out of your house and you want to find a locksmith, you're probably going to go to Google or, you know, maybe you'll put something up on Facebook, but you want to find someone there and then on your mobile, you know, and especially like if you're going to look for a family lawyer or anything, you know, maybe health related, you're going to do it on Google where it's anonymous. Right, right. 
I'm curious. So for people, because I myself consider myself not not technically oriented at all. I got a computer for the first time in the second year of my master's. I was doing a master's in creative writing at the University of Toronto. And in my second year, I broke my knee. And I had I was a teaching assistant, and I was finishing up my program. Had to do that from home. And my mom says, okay, well, <laughs> we're going to get you a laptop. But uh, my, my mom was always a proponent of learning an alternative uh, ways. She didn't want us as we were growing up to just be stuck on the computer. And so she was like, there are these cool things called books that can teach you. And so in our, like all of us sisters, we all developed a lot of hobbies and talents because of the fact that we weren't spending so much time online. Um, so I find for myself, I love people and the building of human relationships is wonderful. Um, but I am not super proficient when it comes to tech. And so I'm curious, like, what would you say are the first couple of steps for people who you're good at what you do, but you're not great at understanding the, how, how do we put it for, for Google AdWords or Facebook ads or the, the technical strategies of it? Yeah, it's the first step is to stop thinking of it as a technical thing. Yeah. Is to realize that it's just uh, it's people right when, when that google search box okay when someone types something in there it's almost like a little it's like their letterbox in their door you're peeking mm. through their letterbox into their house and you get a thin slither of what's going on in the house and maybe it's a lot of noise going on loads of kids running around or maybe there's a lot of fighting or maybe it's quiet maybe it's you know tv's blaring or something you get this right so they're Imagine they're they're at the computer and they've typed something in, and when they type in um, best MBAs, you know, or something or other, or you know, Caribbean cruise or uh, car insurance for under twenty ones, you know, you're getting a clue about that person, and it's a person, right? And that's why I don't like all these words like where people call it traffic and call it clicks, right? And call it signups. It's like uh, traffic. What is that? It's like my, I tell my kids about traffic, and they have to avoid it. Right. Look both ways before they cross the road. That's what traffic is. And a click right. is like, well, no, hold on. That's a person. They type something in, and then they did a search, and they want to find a result. What is it they're looking for, and what do they want to find? That's a real person who's done that. And if I imagine, you know, you're looking through that little letterbox into their mind, almost of what's going on in what's top of mind at that moment in time. And it literally is that moment in time because that's when they typed it. That's when your kind of ad appears in front of them. And then when they sign up, they sign up to my list. It's like, how many subscribers you got on your list? It's like, no, hold on. If I was building a directory for plumbers, for, I keep using plumbers as an example. Um, mm-hmm. If I keep, if I was building a directory for plumbers, I wouldn't be like, well, how many more signups did we get? I'll be saying, how many more plumbers did we get into our directory? Right. Because as soon as I say the word plumbers, I think of like a guy with a van and his phone is probably not the latest phone because he doesn't want to drop it and break it. And he's maybe like, a bit right. sort, you know, it's a bit mucky in the van and he's like, he's busy and he's got his like, you know, the workman's belt and the tools and all the rest of it. So I get the image of a person, right? But even like calling them a plumber, you forget that like they're a plumber at that moment in time, but they're also a dad or, a, you know, or a soccer player or whatever, you know, they're a, they're a person. So what I find, what I find strange is like when people talk of to, they call it technical and they say, I'm not good at IT. Right. So I can't do that stuff. Um, and it's websites. So you're, you're an IT guy. You should be able to do websites. It's like, no, 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 no. An IT guy will just kind of make a website, but you're this business person. You've sort of, you're speaking to this person you think is a techie and should be able to do this. And you've took your marketing, your, your business brain out and left it out the outside and walked into the room with a techie and let him control the conversation. Right. But right. You know, for a fact that when you go up the street, you want to speak to those kind of people over there and not those people over there. So you, you do know how to sell your products and services already. So don't, don't throw all that knowledge away when you suddenly go online. It's like if somebody came into your shop or or rang you and said, look, I'd like a bit of coaching on um, uh, on how to speak confidently, etc." You wouldn't say, right. well, um, I'm certified in this, that, and the next thing. And I've been doing this since 1979. And they'll be bored. You wouldn't do that. If someone walks into the shop looking for a tie, you don't say, well, we have a fabulous selection of shoes. You'd be like, what kind of tie would you like? So 
when people get to your homepage, why are you talking about like we've been in business since 1975, this, that, and the next thing? It should be, you should be like trying to work out what exactly they're looking for and giving it to them immediately. Exactly. Exactly. Conversation. So I, do, I, I find it baffling that business owners take that brain, that they're able to talk to people, but when they go online, they think, oh no, this is completely different. Right. I have to do it a certain way and I have to do and I have to have a slider whizzing past and it's got to look pretty and I've got, you know, I can't look natural and authentic and all this sort of stuff. It's like, hello, you're, you've been able to make sales up to now without a website. Just, just take what you do normally and just put it up on the website and keep using your brain and don't think of this as a technical thing. This is right. like a sales and marketing thing. And if, and then then the kind of limited factor, self-belief there is a lot of business owners going, oh, I'm not good at sales and marketing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if you've got customers, you're good at sales and marketing. You've been doing it. You've already got customers. You've, you're, you can do it. Just take that magic source and just put it up on a website. And now you've got to get people to know, like, and trust you who have, you're not able to speak to. So how are you going to do that? Um, so my your question was, how would you help a normal person who doesn't think of them as self as technical yeah. to be able to do this, I would say, first off, don't think of it as a technical thing. Right. It's a lot simpler. It's just a tool that's going to allow you to connect with somebody who's looking for your service. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I love that. Just the idea of demystifying it because a lot of the time we think that there are gatekeepers, people who obviously have clear experience and ability and, and somehow we're out of their league and in our own area of expertise, we know our stuff, but we yeah. feel like when we step into somebody else's area, we have no right to, to know anything or that our intuitive, um, our intuitive feelings about things must be wrong because somebody else is an expert. And it's funny because this is something that I teach. And yet in the area of tech, it, I do feel that kind of intimidation, but I love the idea of just thinking it as another tool for connecting with humans and Number one for negotiation is understanding what other people want. And as you were saying, being helpful. A lot of yeah. people think that it's super complicated to ask for what you want. And they say negotiation strategies, like you're going to trick somebody into doing something. Or there's some kind of tactic or there's one special word that gets them to do exactly what you want. But really, as you were saying, relationship building, it's the oldest art. And if you can do that, and if you can exactly as you say, get people to know, like you, and trust you, um, then the sky's the limit. We can have and do anything. Yeah, absolutely. And, they, and hopefully, it gets down to the reason they don't want to be business is it isn't the right service for them, or they don't like you. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, it's not the right time, or not the right service, or it's just not a good fit. But that's great. It's good to know, and then you move on. Um, but for me, like sales. I don't try and close every sale. I like try and find, I just want to help people anyway. If ever I get stuck, I just go back to, oh, hold on, how best can I help this person? And right. Is my, is, you know, I don't, I, and I'll tell them, I don't think it's going to work for you because of this, that, and next thing, but you can try it. And I, but I suspect this is what will happen, but I think it might be worth you trying this so that you can at least rule it out. Um, you know, I'll go down that route and people appreciate that. But it's, it's because it's, I'm, I'm trying to act physically trying to help them. And I find that if I do that, then everything else sort of falls into place. I don't, I haven't studied sales. I've got a few sales books. I really can't be bothered reading. And I never, considered, never considered myself a salesperson until somebody right. else said, well, but you make sales, don't you? And I'm like, yeah. And, you know, you chat to people and you find out what their problems are and you're trying to create a win-win, all those things. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I should read some sales book and books. And he said, well, maybe you shouldn't actually. <laughs> maybe that would just confuse you from whatever you're doing. You know, maybe I could like polish things up a bit, but it works fine as is. Um, so no, you're so saying, right. I think that a lot of people have this um, – sense of entrepreneurship and they they picture the instagram entrepreneur the person on the yacht with the models and the fancy suit but i can tell pretty quickly who's doing actual work based on the extent to which they focus on the kind of superficial things of um looking perfect and sounding perfect as opposed to actually figuring out how you can help people and solve problems yeah 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 <laughs> It's because we all know that under the covers, like you're paddling furiously, you know, <laughs> like might look serene on the top, but underneath is all sorts going wrong and this and the next thing for everybody. We, we were talking about that earlier, the sort of 
entrepreneurial connection everybody has it doesn't matter what business you're in right you're all, you're all winging it and you're all like making up as you go along and you every single week you're battling with the mm, should i do it this way or should it that way am i procrastinating why am i procrastinating it's, hold and, on. and not only that like you might show up to your desk ready to work but you have like 50 things to do and i think the first thing is planning and prioritizing and there may be 10 equally important and useful things that you could be doing at once yeah and the trick is to find out what is the one thing <laughs> that needs to be right. done. Right. What's the one thing that will move the dial? And yeah. I just try to do it in the first 20 minutes of my day. And I say, yeah. if you make your first 20 minutes of your day successful, then regardless of what happens later, if you eat the ugly toad first, you've right. got some good stuff done. I'm yeah. curious for you, what what do you find tough or what do you hope to learn in the next few years? Um, gosh, what do I hope to learn? I, that's interesting because I, I don't have learning something as a goal. That's kind of like a red flag for me. Whenever I see somebody in the, somebody in the forum saying, uh, how do I learn such and such? I'm like, hold on, you don't want to learn such and such. You want to do such and such. So when you just right. do it and stop, you know, working out where we should I do this course or read that book or blah. My, my, my recommendation is get an ad live and then you'll be learning because you've got, put your hand in your pocket now and you're spending. Um, so I don't have goals to learn anything. Um, I kind of, the way I, sometimes I, don't, I should do this every Monday, but I don't, but I should be sitting down going, right, on Sunday, when I look back on this week, what needs to have happened for me to be happy with the progress I've made? That's kind of right. the question I should be asking myself. And like the same, like, I guess at the end of the year, like on, on, come 31st of December, when I look back on this year, what needs to have happened for me to be happy with progress? I don't kind of look that far ahead. It could be a blind spot of mine, but I sort of go kind of fast and with the flow um but i do sort of this weekly cycle where every monday it's like i start a new it's like a new page i've got a base camp thread with each of my clients and i'll start literally a new week commencing thread it'll be like week commencing 6th of march 2017 right what are we doing this week or no this is what happened last week there's the numbers what are we going to do this week to move the needle you know, what's the one thing and then we just keep moving in in that fashion um what would I like? I'm, I'm kind of, it's interesting. Uh, I'm sort of stuck at the moment. There's things I want to do in my business and I'm trying to find the done for you people, the people who want the done for you service. Right. I've noticed that when I post stuff in the forum, I never expected to get any work out of the forum because I don't expect busy business owners to be in a forum reading about AdWords. Right. You know, and the ones who are reading about AdWords are probably going to do it themselves. They're the DIY people who by definition are not the, done dfy people are done for you people they want to do it themselves rather than hire somebody but i got work out of the forum from this kind of diy types of people who want to learn because they recommended me to people outside the forum which was a complete surprise right. to me so i was getting people coming oh somebody i know and i was like how, uh, how do they know me and oh they're in the forum really <laughs> so i'm what i'm doing with the course at the minute is creating something for the people who want to learn and do it themselves and I'm hoping that I can get people who are interested in AdWords through and some of them will buy the course and give me the revenue to keep running the ads. So, and then out of a certain percent, a certain percentage of those people coming through, some of them are going to want a done for you service. Right. Yeah. It kind of seems a bit complicated, doesn't it? But I'm basically if I position myself by educating people, then I'm an authority and they try, no, like, trust me, and they get to see the way I work, like little videos, maybe I post for free, this and the next thing. Oh, that dude knows his stuff, contact him. And really that's the route I want to go down more of like doing what I'm good at, which is building the campaigns rather than trying to coach people. Although I keep getting dragged into people asking for coaching <laughs> all the time. Right. Yeah. And that's where I'm at this, I have been for a good while, this kind of crossroads. And that's why I've never created a course up till now. Because I couldn't mm. see, I couldn't see if I created a course, it, it would be going down a path that I didn't, it wasn't the path I wanted to go down. You know, the end result of like having a, an online info product business or coaching business is not where I want to go. I can right. generate leads for local service businesses. I should be using that skill set, not training people how to use that skill set. Right. Yeah. Right. So somebody, somebody had this analogy and said, Andy, it's like, it's like you're teaching people. You're, you're selling shovels to the, the the miners, you know, 
and you're teaching them how to use the shovel as well. It's like, right, you need to bend your knees and do this and the next thing. Meanwhile, you've got a whole pile of gold in your hand and you're teaching people mm. how to um, use a shovel to get out gold. Why don't you just sell the gold that you're digging out yourself? Yeah, you know, it's, it's so funny that you say that because you think like someone who's a psychic, instead of charging five bucks an hour to read people's palms, isn't there a more useful, uh, profitable way to apply your psychic abilities for yourself? And it's yeah. funny how, some, like I was just saying to someone the other day, that it's more fun to work on client projects than it is your own sometimes. Or at least I find for myself, it's like, I'm very happy to dive into other people's projects because it's fun. Yeah. Um, but I think it's also because we are closer to what we do and there's an emotional investment in what we do. And no matter what, I mean, we're teaching skills, but we're also offering our best insights and and we are offering from the deepest, most generous part of ourselves, and that can be vulnerable work too. So, yeah, that's, that's something I found. Like, so somebody hires me to do AdWords, and we were talking about this earlier. So I'm positioned as the AdWords guy, amongst people right. I know. Um, and then, like at one point, I was like, I'm trying to. I, I don't want to be the AdWords guy because when I talk to people about landing pages, they say, No, 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 no. We got a graphic designer doing that. I'm like, No, your landing page sucks. I can't get. Right. I can't, these visitors are not going to ring you because of this. That. No, no, no. We got a graphic designer. He's really good. Ugh. And I'm like, How do I get that conversation? They just see me as the AdWords guy, and they think AdWords means traffic and clicks. Right. And I'm like, So I, I actually hired a marketing guy for a good while, and we're we're working on this, and I've eventually just given up and embraced it. Right, but so people hire me to do their AdWords campaigns, and eventually I explain, I, I show them that they need to have a better landing page because of this, that, the next thing, and they eventually invest in it and get it done. Um, but there's all these flipping mental blocks I have to work through with the business owners. You know, like, oh, I don't want to spend that per month. But, but dude, if that like doubles your click to inquiry rate, you're going to like have X amount more revenue, and that's going to, that, the cost of that landing page and the monthly, you know, retainer for supporting it is negligible in fact why is that that's just part of your you know your ad spend you know you're spending x four thousand a month on ads you're like you're not going to spend 100 quid a a month on the landing page that's going to make those ads run better that's just dumb (laughs) i don't say that obviously right but (laughs) yeah so i have to go through that and it's so tiring for me it's like again and with each client it's the same okay <laughs> it's like i come to a new client and there's a boulder at the bottom of the hill i'm going to push this boulder all the way up to the top of the hill with them screaming trying to keep it at the bottom get it up there mm. they go oh that's great and then i go to the next client i've got to do the same thing again and yeah so it's not just adwords isn't it, isn't it funny how the first 50 percent of our job is sort of the role of psychologist therapist um even if you're a personal trainer, the first bit of what you have to do is mental. Oh, of um, yeah. Because we know the technical stuff, but that's why that's why I'm fascinated by negotiation and persuasion and confident communication. Because you could have like I see so many talented people who can't or who feel that they can't or they're blocking themselves from accessing certain opportunities just because they're not able to put it in somebody else's language or I mean, empathy is such an underused negotiation, quote, tool, strategy, tactic. It's not a tactic. It's just understanding where people are. And that's why I love your analogy of the, the apple or the, or the shovel, because people are very visual in the way that they understand information. And, you know, we love to think that we're rational, but we're really emotional creatures. I was just saying to somebody yesterday that my gym membership is about to expire and it's a far gym and it's three times more expensive than a close gym. And so rationally I should be picking the the close cheap gym and I'm just about to renew with the more expensive far gym. So just because I like how it makes me feel. So it, it's a good point about um, that, that the first thing is convincing people about what they actually need as opposed to what they come to you thinking that they need. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I need more clicks. Oh no, you don't. You need more sales. I need a website. No, you don't. You need more sales. I need this. Right. No, you, don't. you need more sales. You need sales. No, you don't need a certification. You need sales. Yeah. Constantly. Right. Um, Just a quick reminder why you're in business that hopefully you're going to be making sales. Yeah. As opposed to the love of blogging or because you love your Instagram. Yeah. Cause that's hobby not business yeah and people just and hopefully so they up. overlap yeah and people get so hung up on the way how they're going to implement it rather than what they're actually trying to implement 
you know, so, right. which is exactly that. It's like, look, you want more sales, you could do it with a website, or you could also do like a, a Yellow Pages ad, or you could do it with a workshop, you could do it with this or that. You know, so don't get hung up on building a website and then going down a rabbit hole of, well, I need a slider because I see everyone else has a slider, like this rotate right. page, and I need this and I need that and I need to write me about me like this because everyone else is doing that. But okay, so now you've forgotten why you're doing the website, which was to get more sales. So, right, like they get they get lost in tactics as opposed to yes, zooming out and seeing exactly. the strategy. Yeah, right. That's exactly it. Yeah, they they just yeah. <laughs> so. Do you find there are any hard lessons that you learned or you um or things that you wish that you knew earlier or starting out on your entrepreneurial journey i think one of the main ones is to have teamed up with a developer earlier and a graphic designer earlier i'm teamed up mm. with a graphic they're, they're freelancers as well but i was kind of stuck because i was trying to do it and part of it was yeah. not the graphic design i'm so bad at graphic design that i know <laughs> not to even touch it I everything just looks bare bones i make it deliberately look like i haven't even made an effort <laughs> um, <laughs> but when it comes to like coding up a website I'm like i used to be an it techie well you know well maybe i'm still am but i should be able to do this and that's that was one of the things that held me back mm. is as soon as i got somebody else to do it boom it got done quicker better and just you know it was just amazing looking at it and and then it allowed me to do what i'm good at and really, I mean, you hear this a lot, like people saying, oh, I should have outsourced or hired somebody earlier. That's probably one of the, the ones, if I'd done that a bit earlier, things would have, you know, I'd be a bit further ahead. That, although I'm, I'm quite happy with it where I am. I think it's a journey. Mm -hmm. You can't like, can't skip ahead too far. You just end up coming back until you've got the foundations right and you'll keep moving forward at the right pace. Um, right. I really like that about you should just, get over yourself and delegate like what do you what do you think the hang-up is because I sometimes feel like that too I'm like well I mean I could pay someone to do this but I one like to be able to do it myself and two I trust my I guess I trust my ability to do it or to figure it out but what do you think um holds people back from starting to delegate and what could help them with that probably um other people around them hmm will say stuff like you've got a cleaner you should be doing that yourself why are you cleaning well and then mm. you go well the argument is that you know for whatever an hour to get a cleaner my hour my my time is worth more than that an hour so it makes sense for me to do that doesn't it and they're just looking right. at, yeah but you've just spent 20 quid or, or 40 quid or whatever so people don't think like that and the rest of society doesn't think like that and i even remember there was a guy and he was an IT contractor as well. And, he, and I was like, oh, no, I don't do my bookkeeping. I just give it to somebody else. And he was like, oh, no. When I run a shop, when I was running my PC repairs shop, I did all the bookkeeping. I was like, you've got to do your own bookkeeping. How would you know what's going on and this and that? And I was like, oh, okay. So I spent seven or eight years having the headache of doing my bookkeeping. And wasn't a lot of invoices and receipts, but I hated it every quarter to my family. Yeah. I was always late. As soon yeah. as I outsourced that to my accountant, boom, a weight lifted off me. So it was somebody mm -hmm. else that given me their advice and I took it. Actually, that's one of my big learnings is um, is to, yeah, take people, hear, hear people out, but don't just blindly follow what they're saying, even if they're really smart people. Like I'm confident yeah. now to ignore the advice from a smart, somebody I think oh, is really smart. Yeah. You know, a hundred percent. After I got my master's and people said, do you want to do a PhD? I said, no, they get stupider the higher you go up. Or, and, and I say that kind of in a, in a cheeky way, meaning the further from quote reality, whatever that means, the more you get so immersed in your field and you kind of forget or lose the imagination or creativity of crossing between fields or the wisdom of a quote fool, because you're right that a lot of people, they look at how other people are doing business and they say, I need to do these like 50 things. But what if you only make something once it's necessary as opposed to making it before people ask for it? Yeah, that, that is exactly it. That's something I've learned from the first campaigns I created, AdWords wise, where I just lashed up a website and I had no skill and it looked ugly and then lashed mm. up some ads, AdWords ads, and he got a phone call and then analyzed the data and it told me, well, 
everyone's looking for appliance repairs and not looking for fuse board replacement. Oh, okay, and go and build a, a washing machine repairs website. Go and build a cooker repairs and go build another one repairs. And I let the data tell me what to do, but I think I remember it was was it Meatball Sunday, a book by Seth Godin, and there was a quote in it. Just mm. I think it was from that book, and he said, "Launch and learn." And I was like, yeah. "Oh wow, what that's ship that it." Some, I love that. Just launch, you, you launch and learn, launch and learn. You don't like get it perfect and then launch it, and then then because then also you're going to be disappointed that the market didn't respond how you wanted it to. Whereas actually, you you want to launch to learn. You you want to like launch this product. And learn from the market and dan norris has his book seven day startup and i love his tagline it's even better than seth godin's launch and learn it, his tagline is you don't learn until you launch <laughs> hmm. like any learning you've got beforehand isn't a learning it's just books and it's courses and it's hearing from other people theory. actually yeah it's theory and like wisdom is earned you've got to go and earn it and then hmm. you'll you know that's why like my adwords course is get an ad running you need to get an ad running and once, right. once you see your ad running on google and you're like whoa there's my ad that's amazing and then when somebody clicks on it or somebody when when you get an impression of your ad somebody's actually searched and the ad the ad showed and it wasn't you and it wasn't your your mum <laughs> because you told her All right then then you're like oh somebody saw me ad that's amazing when someone clicks oh somebody actually liked me ad and clicked it amazing and then when, when your client or you get a phone call or a sale boom like that's you know reading it from a book you aren't going to get the same experience or feeling but and you can read from a book about all the advanced this that and retargeting and product right. listing ads and etc 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 which i don't really know that much about because i'm too busy generating inquiries for my clients you know i don't want to do google certification all the rest of it i just do what i have to do to get the, the inquiries from my clients there we go right yeah. Right. And it's funny because people say, like, how are you so confident? And I just say, like, I do scary things. I And you just got to do scary things enough times that your comfort zone expands and you become comfortable in more places. And then you find the edge of your comfort and you do something outside of that. And I feel like if the blood isn't pumping through your veins, if you aren't a little bit scared about what you have to do today, then maybe it's not as meaningful as you think it is. Yeah. No, I don't. I'm not scared of it, but I'm comfortable. I think uncomfortable is a good word. Like it's something yeah. I'm uncomfortable doing. And the reason you're not uncomfortable is that your lizard brain, you know, that part of your old, the brain that's like really old, it wants the status quo. It's the guy that sees you. Oh, Andy's just about to do a Facebook live thingy about AdWords. Oh, I'm not comfortable. Tell you what, you should go and check the forum. You know, it's going to throw in all these little distractions to stop me doing it because it's, it wants the status quo. As soon as I spot that something like that happening or I feel uncomfortable, I'm like, oh, something significant would happen if I did that. So then mm. then I just use that as like extra energy or motivation or whatever to spur me on to go and do it. Once I detect that I'm procrastinating or scooting around something or I'm a fear of something, it's like, oh, there it is. That's the thing I need to do. I'm comfortable doing all this stuff, this daily routine. There's this thing that's on the side of me here. You know, I can't quite see it. I should be doing that first. Like you said, eat the frog. That's what I need to go and do. Um, mm. I think that's how, that's how I make progress is I just, well, what is it I need to do? What am I procrastinating over? And obviously like you can procrastinate over something for other reasons as well. But typically, it'll be, I'm not comfortable doing it. That's why it's the last on my list. <laughs> right. right let's, put, let's put it to the top. To go and turn this book upside down and go do it now. Right. And it's, it's awesome. You know, when you were saying about delegating, I was thinking about how every entrepreneur has their moment after they've writ, uh, read four-hour work week. So they start to think about, do I need a virtual assistant? I remember I put up an ad for, um, I think you can outsource um jobs in so many different ways and so I put up an ad and I never really followed through on it with the virtual assistant but I'm curious did you ever um did you ever try something like that or uh Not quite or what were the best assistant. things you delegated mm, delegating graphic design and develop development work rather than me trying to do it it means just exponentially better landing pages and it's just brilliant I outsourced some of the AdWords work not so long ago because people are like, you know, you've got to outsource the 
that, otherwise you're not the business owner. And da, 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 da. So, oh, okay, I need to do this. So I did it. It's kind of weird as well. I had a bit of identity crisis. If I'm not the AdWords guy, what am I now? <laughs> if I'm not doing it. <laughs> Who oh, am I? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I'm the salesperson. Oh, actually, I'm not even a salesperson. I'm the person building the business. Great, I get this. But what I found right. was I've gone back to the, the coal face because part of my skill is that I'm really, really good at the coal face. But also, I have the, I have the, I can get insights from the data that other people can't because I'm a data sort of person. And right. that when I wasn't at the cold face, I didn't know what was going on. And it's, I can break the back of a project, like maybe go into a new vertical, like I don't know, pest control or something like that. And I can spot what's going on. And once I've nailed it, and I, I can then blueprint it, you know, create a procedure. This, the next time we get a client who's in pest control in this next seed, this is what, this is how we start the campaigns. They're like this. And then I can delegate that. But it's like, I've got a particular superpower and I should be using it. So there's a lot of people who say you need to delegate certain things if you're the business owner. And that's what I mean by like, okay, that's what everyone says, but I'm going to not do that if you don't Just mind. Just do what's working. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, conventional wisdom says that, but I think I'm onto something if I stick to the golf coal face. I think right. I will do something better. And da, 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 da. So no, I'm not going to get a virtual assistant. Really, not yet. It'll, right. it'll be a while. Um and if there's stuff, admin type stuff that needs done, well, my accountant does a lot of the bookkeeping and all that kind of stuff, but I'll just, do I, does it really need done? Literally, does it really need done? Like the, the four Ds, like a task comes into my inbox, goes through the 4D test. First one is like, does it even need done? Can I dump it? Do I need, do I need yeah. to even do it? Then the next one is like, well, does it need to be done by me? Can it be delegated? Then the third is, well, Okay, so it does need to be do, done by me, but can I defer it? Does it have to be done now? Can I put it into my calendar for like a month's time and then forget about it? And then, no, oh, it, it, it's none of the above, so I better do it now, I don't know. So the first thing is always, does it even need to be done? So I'll try and right. ditch stuff all the time if I can. Right. Yeah, a lot of people say that busy is just code for disorganized uh, <laughs> or a lack yeah. of priority. Busy is not good. Every, like how's things going yeah i'm really busy everyone nods it's like no that's that's not a good that's not the measuring stick for this it's not how busy you are the market doesn't pay for activity it doesn't pay us for right. how busy we are i can't invoice you because i was really busy I have to, I have to come and nobody's invoice. gonna say at your funeral you know andy and paloma they were very busy people you know that's how yeah. they'll be remembered yeah yeah i guess Absolutely. the one last thing that i'd love to ask you is about um what budget would you recommend for people who are just starting out with um, Google AdWords? Gosh. I, I know it's kind of like you no, get it, no, what you put in. be really, really low. Literally, my strategy is load campaigns. You, know, you, you don't even necessarily have to spend money on a, on a website. If you've got something, a website, great, just use it. If you haven't even got one and you don't want to spend, just use the yellow pages. Just Send people to the yellow pages. Don't worry about it. All you're trying to do is load ads and keywords and find out which ones get triggered the most. Then you turn it off and go, oh, that was interesting. Nobody's searching for that thing I was trying to sell on AdWords, but they're all searching for that thing over there. What does this mean? Right. And you can do that on a whiff of spend, like 20 euro, 100 euro. I had ran a test once for 10 pounds and it ran between nine o'clock and it was exhausted by 10 o'clock where, um, what was it? solicitors lawyers you know, in the uk well, i loaded forty thousand locations and the word lawyers and had a 10 pound budget and boom we had like 13 clicks 700 impressions and working backwards wow. i could work out four thousand four thousand estimated searches and i knew which locations got searched the most so london was most then it was birmingham then it was this then it was that and, da -da -da -da. and i could tell the average position for the ads like for 10 pound spend like a whiff of spend so i used the adwords to to find out what people are searching for first and then you've the business has a business case as to whether to do anything about it oh we better build a website for that then that makes sense because a load of people searching for it or hmm, that four grand we're going to do to for that website that's no point in or there's no point trying to get them people from adwords because nobody's searching right right so that's another myth you know what i think that there are so many myths about uh, about Google AdWords and one you dispelled about 
the tech thing. And the other is that it has to be super expensive, or at least in the beginning stages, it clearly doesn't. No. No. Right. No, I've got clients spending very little and getting good quality leads. Or, like, you know, it takes a little while to dial it in and then get good quality leads. And then their problem is, I want more leads. <laughs> spend more. Well, you spend more if you can get more leads. It's like, okay, right. So then, then we try and expand it. But a, a prob- problem is most people, when they start, they're too wide at the, in the beginning. And they just get too many different types of search intent visitors to the page. And they don't. Right. They don't, they're not looking for what you're selling, so they don't convert. So you've got all that unwanted spend. Whereas if you only focus on the ones who are looking for what you're selling, get them to the page right so get rid of all the other spend then it doesn't cost as much and in fact you're not worried about the cost you're like can i have more of them <laughs> right yeah right amazing and it was such a pleasure uh meeting you and speaking with you likewise likewise so yeah <laughs> i'm just going to turn it on and say all right speak to you later bye bye andy have bye. a good one talk to you soon bye